Hey bird fans, this is Steve Tate, and you're listening to Bird Fans Forever Podcast. And as the Director of Media Content, I approve this message. Go Birds! Hello everyone. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever Podcast number 19. Reminder to everyone, if you haven't already done so, to follow us on Twitter at Birds Fans Forever. And our central point of information is our website, www.birdfansforever.com. On the website, you can find tabs with links to our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and others, as well as a tab to access our videos on YouTube, where we also call Bird Fans Forever. So subscribe and follow us on Twitter and YouTube so you can be up to date with everything going on from us. Our guest for today is Therese Bryson, who is Redbird for Life and was with Redbirds from 1997 to 2002 and has so many accolades, it will take John a half hour to get through them all. You'll see. <laughs> we'll be right back with Therese. And welcome to Bird Fans Forever Podcast. Our guest today is Tyrese Bryson, arguably the greatest scorer ever. Stick it, Doug, baby. So um, he is seventh all-time leading scorer. He got he got his senior year stolen from him on a broken hand, played one game. Um, he is number two sophomore scorer ever at Illinois State. He's the number two junior scorer, all behind Doug. Um, he is the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. He is an uh, All-American, uh, honorable mention, and the 38 points against the NIT, the, in the NIT game against Purdue, which we're going to talk about. Tyrese, thank you for being here. We love you, man. It was awesome watching you play, and this is going to be great talking to you. So we're going to get started with how we always do. How did you get to ISU? How was your recruiting process? I got to ISU. I was at Stephen Decatur as a junior, and we went to Memphis Steamboat class, and um, King Rice was recruiting me then. So, I mean, my senior year, me and King, I mean, he probably called me three or four times a day. <laughs> I mean, it's like when I got in trouble in high school, they didn't send me to the office or tell my coach they called King Rice. <laughs> Well, I mean, King was calling me all the time. We got relationship. It was like a big brother. I mean, I, I was so comfortable with him. Then Coach Stallings used to come down to practice sometimes and talk to me. But the relationship I got with King Rice got me to ISU. That is awesome. So did you have a recruiting trip? Who was your host? Did you get to come on campus? Yeah, my um, I, I went to visit. Rico Hill. Rico Hill. Oh, really? Rico. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I didn't know about ISU because um, being me and Rico, he had made a party <laughs> on <ice. laughs> So uh, Indiana State was recruiting me off also um, in Evansville. So at the time, man, I mean, I was thinking about Evansville and Illinois State, but I mean, the relationship when I – Went up there with the ISU. That's when they, mm -hmm. they had went to the tournament. They had Dan, Rico, Jamar, um, Leroy, Skip, yeah. all them guys, man. I mean, when I got there, I mean, watching them practice and how hard they play and how they handle themselves, man, I, I wanted to awesome. go there then. That is awesome. All right, so you get the ISU, you come in, and now they're going to – 
say that you're a Prop 48. So let's talk about that. Got to be the toughest year ever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, actually, they told me I was Prop 48. The hardest part about it is basketball. I mean, basketball is my way, my motivation through school. So I had to Same practice. Here. And, yeah, I'm just going to practice, lifting weights, and guys playing games. I couldn't even practice. I had to work out with Chad Altadonna and um, King Rice before practice. Then I just had to sit there during practice. And the crazy thing about it, my first day in weightlifting, we had to be there at 3.30, and I got there at 3.30. So I'm used to high school. You're supposed to be there at 3.30. You can come there at 3.29. So we got in the weight room, and I, I remember um, Coach Rice coming up to me. was like, man, this is late. Like, huh? I'm late. I was like, I'm going to see her at 3.30. He was like, well, you got to be here 15 minutes before. Well, he was like, 50 stairs. I was 50 stairs. So I'm just thinking, okay, I just go out to the arena. So after after we got done lifting weights, conditioning, he's like, you got to run your 50 stairs. So I'm thinking it's not nothing. But we go out there. I had to get in the middle of Redbird Arena and run all the way up to the top. <laughs> Damn, that's one. So I, I looked, and, and I see they had to. They bring the cameras out there. I'm like, what y'all bring the cameras for? So they, 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 they was going to video record. I was like, y'all ain't going to be here. They like, by the time you get done, we'll be sleeping. <laughs> so it took me like, it took me probably about two and a half, three hours. I was ready to go home, man. <laughs> I was ready to go home. So, I mean, the experience, my Prop 48 year, I think it, it, it helped me because I got the – be in the gym, and actually, they was all seniors. I was yeah. only freshman. I mean, like Jamar and Rico was a junior, and Leroy. Leroy ended up coming back, and Kyle was a junior. But being around Dan, them it, it helped me like mature. I mean, they got on me. I mean, every time I mean, I had classes eight. King Rice was there, right there reading the newspaper. So I mean, I think. End up helping me at ISU at Prop That's good. Years. That's good. But you didn't get the travel. You missed out on the NCAA going to the NCAA tournament, right? At least as a freshman, you could have contributed, right? Especially your scoring. I get that, right? And I redshirted, been there. It, it is the tough thing to do. And um, um, uh, yeah, it, wow. So you're going to after, after that. That Prop 48 year, um, the, the the next year, the, that Stallings was still there, right? That was his last year. So, yes. so that, that's your first yes. year of playing. And then uh, Rico was supposed to come back, but he, he didn't end up coming back, right? So, but it was no. Leroy. Leroy ended up getting yeah. his year back. Okay, yeah. And you guys had a pretty decent, you were like 16 and 15, something like that. You guys start off pretty good. T- tell us about my my. Yeah, tell us about that year. My second year, actually, my second year. I don't know if people knew about this. I mean, I cracked my shin what? in preseason. Yeah, that's why I wore a brace over my shin, and so I cracked my shin, and 
Oh, it was it was painful. But I didn't play the year my first year, so yeah, I was you weren't sitting out it. for nothing. But actually, we no, no, yeah, no, I wasn't gonna sit out. But we had a pretty good team. I think we had Victor Williams yeah. that year. He was my roommate. Um, Murdoch had transferred in too, right? Kyle yeah, Murdoch's. Yeah, Murdoch's transfer. I think he he tore his ACL that year. I think. Yeah, yeah Murdoch's. Yeah, we had Sean Riley. So I mean, we came into the season and Leroy. I mean, we had a pretty good team. I think. I think we was kind of young, me and Victor. So I mean, we weren't used to that. I mean, but. I think we end up coming out better than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be horrible our first year. But 16-15 was better than what I thought it was going to be. So Tyrese, obviously, is uh, the seventh leading scorer in ISU history. You had some uh, prolific games. So let's talk about uh, three of those games. So um, you guys went down to Puerto Rico the second year you were playing, and uh, you were in a tournament down there. You were playing uh, Miami, Florida from the, the Big East, and, and you put 40 on them. Well, let's talk about that game and, and how it went. It was one of the games where I think I broke out my shell then. I think I just – my teammates just kept giving me the ball. And I, I think Coach Richardson – Coach Richardson was coaching us then, right? Yes. Yeah. The second that, that was his first year coaching. Yes, I, I I think he he got on me probably the game before that I did something, and I think I just got into my mode where I don't care about nothing. I'm just going out here trying to score, and I just got a rhythm and just and I mean what I loved about college basketball, once you get a rhythm, your teammates gonna give you the ball. I mean the teammates that I had, I mean, we, I mean much as I talk stuff to them. They gave me the ball. I mean, that's that's what the good thing about it. And and Coach Coach Richardson gave me the freedom. Just I mean, he didn't he didn't he didn't really care. I mean, where I shot the ball from, and I didn't really care where I shot it from. Either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so when you're in the midst of uh, dropping forty on a on a team, like how 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 big does that basket look? And and then. What what is the guy who guarding you? Can, can you just see him getting de- more deflated and deflated? You you really I mean once you hit a couple shots on him, me in college I I talked a lot of trash, so I always <laughs> told myself, man, if I'm gonna talk it, I'm gonna have to back it up. <laughs> so I mean I I got in the rhythm, and I think the guy who actually was playing was playing against ended up going to the NBA. Um, I can't think of the guy name. I remember that he they had an athletic team, but I mean I'm just I was just running the court and my teammates were finding me and I just when I got it I just shot it. Yeah. So I mean I just I was just in the rhythm of that game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, man, my teammates right there, I, I get that to my teammates. So 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 forty's good, right? But forty one's better. And uh, you scored 41 against Central Michigan. And let's talk about that, and let's talk about who guarded you in that game. What happened to Central Michigan game? I think the game before that, 
I think we went to Kansas. Yeah. And they they were number two. And, yeah, and I I ain't never played in an environment like that. And I think I probably had about seven or eight points. And and I mean I felt so bad. I mean, like we playing Kansas and it's like like did I get scared or what, man? I mean, so we went to Central Michigan and Chris Weber brother was garbage. And I remember the year before that, he 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 really did me he really did me bad. <laughs> so I was thinking I was already like, man, I went to Kansas, had seven, eight points. I mean, so he was guarding me, and I think I asked Coach Richardson, can I guard him? I think Coach Richardson probably put me on him. Like, it's a test for – I mean, I had to hear it all week. I mean, I laid an egg in Kansas, and I got in the rhythm on him, man. I mean, when I mean, I didn't play with him. I didn't I didn't play with him. <laughs> and it felt good. <laughs> and I remember asking him a lot of questions about Chris Weber, man while I was doing that to him, man. So it was like <laughs> and I actually ended up seeing him again. My I was um got done playing. I went to California to work out with the Kings and he was there. <laughs> and we was playing and with Chris Weber then and he actually told Chris like, man, Stu gave me forty one points, man. <laughs> so me and him ended up meeting up after after college down in Sacramento. He was down there with Chris Weber, man. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't nothing better than doing that to Chris Webber. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you, you did notice that when you guys finally eventually went to Kansas, uh, Coach Stallings wasn't anywhere to be found, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went there after he left. Well, yeah, yeah. he went. He gone to Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. 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 So probably one of your yeah. your, your best games. You know, especially uh, given the, the opponent and, and probably the, the the game itself was because you know, it was in NIT was was at Purdue, right? So you, you're at Mackey, which is like a you know historic arena, okay? And uh, NIT game, and uh, you know it's the end of that. Uh, you know your junior year, you guys were you know 21 and eight going into that game. You guys had a pretty good season. And talk about really going season. to Purdue. Going to Purdue, it, and I remember we got in the NIT. We didn't think we was going to get in. We ended up getting in, and everybody was like, we playing Purdue. And we had a couple guys who was like, you know, just thought it was a fun trip. But I was mad at some fact that we lost in the NBC tournament and we didn't make it to the big dance. Yeah. So I went in there with a little chip on my shoulder. And actually, now that game right there, I, 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 I just remember I just went off, and I, I remember we had a chance. To, I, we was in the game actually. Yeah, and, I, and we couldn't stop. Who was the point guard there then? Um, I don't remember. All I remember was they they made like a zillion threes. Man, they, I mean, we needed to get a couple stops, and we couldn't get a couple stops. And I, I, I remember, I remember we. Was, after the game, we was going through the tunnel. You know, at Purdue, you, everybody go through the same yep, tunnel. Yep. And Gene Katie said, man, I can't believe y'all let Bryson do that to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking out next to me. 
And he actually uh, congratulated me on the season and stuff. Man. I mean, but it was experience going to uh, Purdue, playing in front of all them people in the NIT, and we had a chance to win the game. Yeah. And Chad talked about that in his episode, episode five, and he said that he ended up going to camp there, and Katie made them run for what you did to them, right? And so those guys were just cursing your name under their breath because they were, they, like you were talking about having to run the stairs. They were probably doing something crazy like that in Mackie, right? Because of your destruction of them. So, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, uh, I was hanging out at Joe's in 2018 with Shed and Chad, and I kept teasing them. They had just played a little defense, just a little defense. Tyrese was scoring all the points. Chad and Shad and and that team's little defense. So Yeah, we, we Jepson Jepson had a pretty good yeah, game really also, good game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean then uh, I mean we was clicking then, me and Jepson. I mean Jepson had got it going by by yeah, mid, middle junior year. Yeah. I mean, you had two good shooters on each side and you had Randy um passing us the ball. So it we had a pretty good team my junior year. Yeah, really you, good team. That, that year, th- think about it. When you guys got ahead, right, and, and to close it out, I mean, you're shooting 82% from the free throw line. Ch- Chapson's like 87, 88, whatever he was, and, you know. It's like lights out. You know, you, you two guys are going to go to the foul line and, 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 and you know, game over. There's, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the thing, I'm going to throw a stat out here. For, for that year, and this this is amazing stat. You averaged eight point four free throws per game that year. Eight point four. There, there's guys that don't shoot eight free throws in a season. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're averaging eight per game. So, like, talk about that, like, because I mean, each year, like, from that, from that, you know, you know, your first year you played all the way up to that third year season, you, you kept uh, um, increasing. And, and, and you know, really driving the line and get to the free throw line because that, that's an art. So, so, so talk about that. Uh, what I love to do when is at the end of the game, and we was pretty good that year. I want the ball in my hand so I know they're gonna. <laughs> well, that so, that gets you two or three, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but a lot of come off. I know we in the bonus, and me just going there and. Putting my body to somebody and just throwing the ball up there, and the ref giving me a call. I was a little, I was a little whiner a little bit too. I, I, mean, it, I was a little whiner a little bit. I tell the ref what's going on before it gonna happen, and I just go there and put my body on the big guy and hope to get a free throw. Then at the end, I I was handling the ball a lot. At the end, it was a lot of times me and Jepson in the game, so I was handling the ball. So I was getting fouled a lot then also. Then you got Jepson over there. If I penetrate, you can't really help right there. So it's just me and you. And you got Sean Jepson right right out there. So right. a lot of people had to go on me one-on-one with him out there. Yeah. So do you teach I, that I, to your kids at high school now, how to – that art of hitting a couple shots, and then as you get somebody leaning, you just take them to the rack and now – they, Now these days, these kids don't want to do nothing but shooting all threes. So they don't go to the rack. <sighs> I, they just want to shoot off. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking in this game, guys couldn't, like you were talking off air, you were talking about Wichita and that you hated playing against Wichita because they were always pounded on you, right? And so today's game, they can't do that to Tyrese Bryson. 
right? They can't be pushing you like that that they could back in that early 2000 period. You'd be, you would average 19, you would average 24 a game, right? Because they couldn't stop you. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I passed the ball in these days. I I won't pass the ball. Yeah, so these days, man, these kids, they don't, they don't go to the basket like they used to. They see Steph Curry want to shoot the three and turn around like it's already going in. Back then, we was going to the basket. I mean, like I said, man, Wichita State, they hammer you back then. So, I mean, if you go whining to the refs, tell the ref what's going on, man, you'll get a foul here and there. But that's here and there, not like today's game, right? They get a little t- ticky-tacky, touchy fouls today, right? The- that's why everybody plays on that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody plays on and make you shoot threes. Now these, these, I mean, back then, I mean, we was playing man-to-man. I mean, help defense. You can't guard nobody, you can't play. I mean, I mean it's different now. These kids now, they, they expect to cherry pick, want to get a dunk. Nobody going to play defense. You really going to have to make these kids play defense these days. So do you, is that what you try to do with your coaching style today and – when you're coaching, it's all it's all defense with me. Actually, my athletic director told me the other day, "Well, you being college and high school, and you didn't play no defense. Why you didn't play defense?" I said, "I don't know. I wish I would have played defense back then. I probably would have went somewhere." <laughs> yeah, I actually but, think your game translates. That, like back then, I think it translates well. You know, because I mean, you had unlimited range. Okay. And, you know, they come out on you, and you could go right around them. And, yeah. and uh, you know, um, they had to respect that three-point shot, and, and then you had the, you know, the ability to go around and, and, and penetrate. I, and I, you I like to go to the basket, right? It sounds like what you're saying, Tyrese, is a lot of the kids don't like to go to the basket. Because it gets a little messy when you come into the, the big boy zone right down there, right? And I know you used to jump into the bigs and – uh, um, which is an art form, right? Because once you learn how to jump into a big, you can just brutalize the bigs all day long, right? Because we're just dumb. But it, it, it also helps when you got somebody like Sean Jepson on your team. Yeah, yeah you had a right? Yeah, you, when you got somebody like Sean Jepson, then I had a, um, Leroy down there, then I had um, LD Murdoch's down there, Sean Riley. So it, it really was kind of hard to, like, help. I mean, at the end of the game, like I said, it was me and Sean in there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people helped off Randy, but when me and Sean was in there, you can't help. You're going to have to guard us straight up. So that's why I was getting a lot of my free throws. That's awesome. That's awesome. So after that NIT uh, loss to Purdue, the the next season you guys were set up to have a great season. You had five seniors, you know, on that team. You had uh, uh, Greg Alexander was a freshman coming in and, and Bobacar was uh, uh, transferring in. And you were just talking about this. I, I really thought going into that season, you guys were set up for sure for a post, postseason you know, NIT, but I thought you guys were going to win the, the, the conference and, and go to the NCAA. And then uh, game one comes around. Let, let, let's talk about that. I know that's probably hard for you to talk about, but uh, talk about a season-changing event. Actually happened. I remember I, I struggled in the first half, and I remember the beginning of the second half. 
I remember Coach told me. I remember Coach said, uh, "Tuck your shirt in." So I took my shirt in. Usually, I never tuck my shirt in. Like, to this day, I think I should have just kept my shirt out. I mean, I feel like it gave me bad luck. But I actually was, I was going to the basket, and usually I always use my left hand. I don't know why that I use my right hand. I went up, and actually I went up. I tried to, I tried to, I think he tried to take a charge, but I tried to go avoid him and go to the side. And I went over my right hand, but when I came down, I tried to brace myself. And when I fell, I'm, I'm thinking like, I mean, it didn't hurt, but it did. It just felt like, what's wrong? It was something. So I got up and tried to shoot the free throw. And I was like, man, and I seen my, my, I seen my bone like down at the bottom here, and I was like, I just, I just fell out. <laughs> I man, I was like, I knew it was something wrong. So I was like, man, they took me to the hospital. And they came and told me that, and you, you think you dislocated your lunate? I think I mean, John Munn told me that, and really I didn't even. I was so drugged up, where all I kept asking, so I can't play. He was like, well, "You probably be done for the year." You, actually, we got to fly you to Indiana the next morning for surgery or something. So they actually took me in my apartment, where they like pent my arm on a on the wall, like, I don't know why they had me sleep like this. Next morning, it took me to Indiana, third. And that was the most, I mean, it was hard. That was the most stressful. And I mean, that year right there, that was worse than my first year. I mean, watching them guys out there where I couldn't help them coming to practice. I mean, it was like, then I didn't know if I was gonna get my year back. I mean, so that was the the hard part about it. Like they telling me that you might get your year back, and actually they got me running around doing this, doing this to get my year back, going to talk to these people. So that time I mentally wasn't there. All I was thinking about, I gotta graduate from school now. So I mean, actually I like man, I, I gotta graduate. I mean, you know, at times. You're thinking about the NBA. You can't think about the NBA. You got to think about your degree then. So, I mean, actually, when they told me that I didn't get my year back, that summer I was in a car accident and I broke my neck. Dude. So, and we was waiting on, we was waiting on, I, I remember Coach Richardson coming to tell me, you didn't get your year back while I was in the hospital. Oh, man, dude. So it was like, yeah, it, it was like, then I recovered from that, and I actually had a uh, – that's when I went out to Sacramento and was playing. But that senior year when I broke my wrist, uh, it was – I couldn't even watch the games. I mean, that hurt so bad. I remember they played U of I that year, and I just sat on the bench, and tears coming in my eyes like, man, I can't believe it. They lost this. in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I remember the NBC tournament. I actually could have played in the NBC tournament, but I remember they took my cast off, and the doctor told me, um, "Well, don't don't do nothing. 
Yeah. I remember being hard-headed at the practice. I stayed in there afterwards. Man, I'm sitting in front of the rim, just throwing the ball up there. So I just kept doing it. Man, John Munn and leave. Before that, probably by a couple of hours, I was shooting <laughs> half court. So, actually, I could have played in the MVC tournament, but John them told me that they thought I was going to get my year back. So I would have had a – I would have lost right. a whole year, but I didn't get my year back. So that's what hurt the most where I actually could I, – I warmed up with the team in the MVC tournament. Oh, did you? Yeah, I warmed up with them. I was on. I was sitting on the bench with my uniform on and um, warm ups when Sean hit that shot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I could have played, but I thought I was gonna get my year back, but I didn't get it yeah. back. So, yeah, they they uh, they won the second game. I think after you got hurt, and then after that, they they kind of went on a. They struggled, right? And. and but they, they bounced back and they finished seventeen and fourteen, and, that, and that's why I say, I mean, there, there was something there, you know, there was a core with the rest of that team. You know, uh, Alexander's coming as a freshman; he played well, but you throw you in the mix there, and, and um, and, and I know you said Creighton. Yeah, so was talk about too, yeah, but... so, so talk about Garden Kyle Carver, right? Because you Carver or Carver, whatever. That, um, you talked about, yeah. Garden Cal Corber, I see now why John Starks and Michael Jordan had problems with Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> he came off so many picks, and when he if he touch it and you ain't there, you're in trouble. <laughs> I, I I won't forget we played him at Illinois State, and I was guarding him. Now I had like 26 points, so I'm thinking like, I looked up, he had like 34, <laughs> 33. I'm like, man, every time he got the ball, I mean, and he was like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. He didn't ever dribble the ball nothing. He'd be coming off a pick, either going to ball fake you or he's going to shoot in your face. So if you ain't you didn't come to play no defense, you were going to I see why he made it to the NBA. That guy can shoot yeah. the ball. Yeah. And, and, and so when you're chasing him and you're running through those picks, by the end of the game, a lot, a lot of picks, picks right? A lot of picks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of picks. How, how do you feel at the end of that game? All you can say, Coach, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. He, 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 something else. I mean, he was one of the players you had to face guard the whole game. Yeah. I mean, if you if you ball watching, he gone, and you in trouble then. So he and he was very smart. But I, I don't think he played defense. I think they played zone. In, so you really yeah. can tell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they protected him a lot, man. But on offense, man, he was, he was real. And we faced the same thing when I was playing against Hersey Hawkins. He had just come off their screen after screen, and we'd be we'd yeah. be bumping him every shot, every chance you get. And he'd still just catch the ball on you and, and just, I mean – I was up in his face, and I'm 6'10", and he's maybe 6'4", and he just stroked that thing. He's like silk, man. It's just like, <laughs> dang. Yeah. And I know he couldn't see nothing but this big, ugly mug in his face like this and stroked it. So you also talked about so Rob Dye being a tough guard. Rob Dye, uh, Rob Dye he was just one of the guys who was savvy. I mean, he was older than me, so 
I learned a lot by guarding him, man. I mean, he he can dribble, and he also can play some defense. The rival one of guy, he's from Springfield. Um, like thirty Did minutes. Did you play from against him at all in high school? I watched him in high school. No, I didn't <laughs> play against him in high school. We didn't play Southeast. So, but he was one of them guys watching him in college. Tough, real tough. Played defense, smart. I mean, when I was, I think when he was there his senior year, I think he was the best point guard in the okay. league to me. Very cool. Well, and you talked about not playing. I think off air we were chatting about you getting teased about not playing defense in high school. You played for Stallings and you played for Coach Rich. They were two defensive-minded coaches, were they not? I mean, you got, you played defense in college. You might not have played in high school, but you played, right? Yeah, you, they're not they're yeah, not putting you on defense, Kyle Carver but... if you're the worst defensive player on the the, the team, right? I mean. I mean, they they probably put me they put me on Kyle Court because I I probably was the toughest on the team. So yeah, I mean I played. I mean one thing about Coach Stone is Ann Richardson. They emphasize wow. defense a lot. I mean in practice we um one on one four four two two on two three on three. I mean it it, it was hard. I mean you especially my first year. Watching, um, I had to sit out and watching Jamar. I mean, that team went good for Amen, a reason. Brother. I mean, they went out. Right. Yeah, they, they, man. I mean, I think that first year I would have struggled and practice by even playing against them dudes. I mean, it it probably would have took me mid season to to adjust to that. I mean, because that was every day in practice it was hard, and you know they were supposed to be good. Just won the valley. So, I mean, in there, I mean, I mean, I, I actually seen Leroy one time collapse in practice. <laughs> yeah, Stallings got on and ran him so bad, man, he just, like, <laughs> laying there. Stallings just went off on him. Like, I'm, I'm saying this man can't breathe. And he was going off on him, man. And so, I think I think I would have been, I would have been in trouble when I, when I first got there. I mean, I think sitting out. They actually helped me, and I got to watch them guys. I think I was mentally ready probably after being with that group for a That's year. That's awesome. And, of course, you talked earlier in the podcast about, you know, with Coach Rice being there at 3.30 for lifting. Yeah, you learned that very early on your freshman year, that on time is late, right? It, practice doesn't start at 3.30. <laughs> practice starts at, for us, it was 2.30. Oh. Practice started at 2.30 for us. Yeah. You're on the court at 3 o'clock because you had, for me, I have yeah. big man, but you would have been a guard. You had your, your guard work. You had your ball handling, your passing, your free throw, whatever. That, fifth, that 30 minutes before practice, that pre-practice, you had to be ready to go. And so dudes were on the court at, you know, 150, 155 at the latest, right? Because – you know, yeah. I mean, that it depends what player you are. And some players, I think my first couple of years, I was there pretty early. And then I think my junior year, I was like, oh, man, I come, I I get there 15 minutes, but I I was always there oh, yeah. on time though. After that first month, I mean, that's why I feel like that first time that helped me. If I if Coach Rice would have let me get away with that. I think I would have kept doing it, and Coach Stallings would have yeah. got me. 
So, I mean, I think that first time they let me know that we're not going to play with you, and it actually helped me. So, Tyrese, we were talking off air a little bit, right? And we've heard a lot of the guys talk, um, you know, when you're done at ISU and it's time to move on, right? You were drafted into the D League, had a chance to go overseas, talk about that and being a little lonely. But I'd love to hear about your the Sacramento Kings time. So let's. I actually went to Sacramento and I working out with uh, uh, Matt Barnes was my um, my agent sent me out there. And uh, Matt Barnes, was I was actually working out with him. He was my roommate. We getting up a, um, a workout. Then we'd come lift weights and later on we'd play with Chris Webber, um, Bobby Jackson, um, Tremaine folks, I remember him. Um, Jerome James. There was a lot of guys. Guys from overseas. There was a lot of guys in Sacramento. But actually, I went to go work out for the Kings. And I remember Terry Porter working me out. Oh. And, you know, after the workouts, we just sitting there talking a little stuff. You know, I'm just talking about the Bulls days and stuff. He said, you talk a lot of stuff. I got somebody for you. So I was like, man, I play anybody. So he sent one of the guys in there to get Bibby. <laughs> so Bibby, Bibby come out there, and we played three dribbles, one-on-one to ten. He beat me ten to six, but I think if I didn't go at the game like, man, I'm playing against Bibby, I think I would have won. <laughs> I mean, you know when you're playing against somebody, when you playing against somebody like, man, I'm playing against Mike Bibby, it's like I'm scared to really touch him for real, man, but – I think if I'd have went in there not knowing who he was, I think I would have beat him. That's awesome. So, I mean, the the experience, like working out Sacramento, man, I'm, what I did learn, if you're going to work out for NBA team, you better be in shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you better be in shape. I mean, I can imagine how it is now, how hard it was then. So I can imagine the drills and the stuff they take you yeah. through now. It's hard. And of course, Dan Muller in episode one talked about seeing Bibby at uh, the Raptors when he was trying out and, you know, talking about, you know, being at Arizona. So, and then kind of roll into talking, you know, playing overseas, right? I, I, a lot of people think playing overseas is this great gravy train of money and everything else. But more times than often, I find that guys are a little lonely or a lot lonely. I think if you go overseas, you you either can't have no – I don't think you should have any kids and you shouldn't have a girlfriend because, I mean, back then you, you get there, you it's lonely. Yeah. It'd be those moments where during game days it's okay, but after the game, like then we didn't have phones for real. And so you had to get on a phone where you have a phone bill like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars $1,600 a week if you stay on the phone like you stay yeah. on the phone now. So I I advise you, if you go overseas, either take your family with you or don't have a girlfriend or kids because it's, it's hard. I mean, I mean, but if you like to experience and you like – I was a homebody. I mean, I was 35 minutes away from home in college. So being, a, being that far away from home, yeah. it was hard for me. All right, so – you're now a coach, and 
So talk about some of the things that you had, you know, you saw Coach Rich do, Coach Stallings do, and, and do you incorporate any of this into it? I mean, how about being on time, any of that stuff, or is it a whole new generation of players? And, and It's a whole generation of players, <laughs> I know that, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard on my boys, I mean with like emphasize like being on time, going hard, like I said, playing defense. I try to let them know the stuff that it took me to get right. to college. I let them know now it's it's not easy. If it was easy everybody mm -hmm. would do it. So I mean you 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 really gotta push yourself to a point where it's not time to play the video games, all that. If you want to get to college and most of you kids want to go Division One. You really got to push yourself. I mean, lifting weights, being in the gym, and what I learned about when I was in college, a lot of kids, when your coach sitting there watching you, you'll go hard. But if your coach turn around, you do the bare minimum. I noticed that by Coach Stallings, he never watched me. I mean, he never watched me like in practice and stuff. So, I mean, he told me one day, like, man, listen, when he was recruiting, he was like, now, when we conditioning, you always come in first and second when I'm here. But when I'm gone, you like fifth or six. <laughs> do it for yourself. Don't do right. it for me. And I try to tell our kids that right here, you, you don't need for me to open up the gym for you to get better. There's other gyms. Lift weights. I mean, some kids only go to the gym now. If the coach open it up, then excuse be, the coach don't open up the gym. You don't need me to open up the gym. Go to a park, get a basketball, and go outside and dribble a ball. So that's the difference in the game now than it was then. And there's the same thing, right? I would be out on my family's, in my house in the suburbs of Chicago, shooting all the time, dribbling, working on passing against the brick wall. I know my parents ended up having to replace bricks in the wall because I had passed the ball against it so much. Uh, during the wintertime, it's cold in Chicago. We to get a boil water, put it in a bucket, and we'd put the ball in the bucket and switch the ball in and out of the bucket, right? I mean, you know, that's how you sh I shot free throws during the wintertime on my driveway with a, my dad would just stick the next ball in the bucket and pass me out a ball. And so, and um, so, yeah, I get that. So, yeah, we're just curious, right? And so, all right. So, Tyrese, here's where we wrap this up this is our opportunity this is your chance to last any closing statements anything you want to say before we wrap this up big man i just want to thank the isu family for giving me the opportunity to play there and guys who are still i mean college teammates that i'm still friends with now i mean i just want to thank everybody for the guys who still follow me and Talk to me about the MISU days. You were awesome, man. I watched you play. I was back in Bloomington at that point. Very sad, right? And we do the alumni game, so I've got to meet you there. Um, and it's been awesome getting to know you and, you know, the guys you played with, Chad and, and Chepson and, you know, all those guys. And so um, this is Bird Fan Forever. This is episode 18 with Tyrese Bryson. And we're going to wrap this up. Mr. Engineer, take us out. <laughs>